With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a new episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are here today to talk about a bunch of different things that have happened uh, with the New York Giants, especially the defensive coordinator hire of Don Wink Martindale. Excited to do it, excited to talk about it, and we're going to get into it. But first of all, let's bring in my co-host Alex. Um, How are you? I, I need the um before that. I know what I'm asking every time, but I, I still did it anyway. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm excited to get into everything. You today. you added the um in there too. Um, I you know I had to figure out am I all right? Who knows? Am I all right? Yes. Um, I'm doing all right. I just said that three times in a row now. I'm excited. I, I'm happy with Martindale as DC. Congrats to Joe Judge on getting reemployed. Um, that's you know congrats. And some other people are gone. Some other people are coming in. That's basically if you wanted a summary of this episode without actually caring about the Giants. Some people came in and some people came out. Um, but we do care about the Giants. So we're actually going to go more in depth than that. And uh, yeah, le- I guess let's get into it. And I'm certainly excited. And, uh, you know, soon we'll be into draft season. And that's really exciting. Yeah, really exciting for you. I know you have a lot. I have happened. lots of things to say, okay? Lots of things to say. Uh, if you want to get an update uh, or a heads up on our draft coverage so far, we have an in-depth uh, review or overview on the top six quarterbacks heading into this NFL draft, and you can catch that on our Giant Take YouTube channel. Uh, we have the the video there. It's from about a week ago. Um, all the info, obviously, still very relevant. Their stats aren't changing. There isn't another season before the draft for them, uh, so that's all up to date. And then you also have Alex's instant reactions to the news uh, of Martindale becoming the DC. So you can check that out. That's the newest video right now on the Giant Take YouTube channel. So let's go uh, in order here of what happened from the newest piece of news that we've gotten to Martindale. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Just wanted to address it here in the beginning. Like Alex said in his first response, Joe Judge is going to return to the New England Patriots as an offensive assistant. We saw this coming. It looked like the uh, Las Vegas Raiders might have had interest in the former Giants head coach because of McDaniels, who brought in his friend Patrick Graham at D.C. Could Patrick Graham want to bring in his friend, Joe Judge, who's also McDaniels' friend as well? They're all, all the friends, could they come together? Could they make the three amigos in Las Vegas uh, from the Patriots, obviously? That did not happen as Joe Judge is returning to Bill Belichick. And I think if Bill Belichick calls you or texts you with a BB at the end of his text, he's going to want you back. Luckily, he texted the right Joe in this situation. No other Joe that he texted here. 
that could have ended up in another lawsuit. But anyway, getting uh, to the point, yeah, good good for Joe Judge to come back to New England. I think that this is going to happen all along. I know Alex feels similarly. Um, we actually have a Patriots fan who's our good, you know, one of our good friends. And he said it all along too. After the news, we all like kind of three agreed. All right. He got fired from the Giants. He'll end up with the Patriots somehow. And he does his last role with the Patriots before leaving was the, he was the wide receivers coach as well as the special teams coach, uh, there. So I assume it'll be a similar role and he'll have a part with the wide receivers going down the list here. Unless Alex, I mean, this is pretty big news. I also heard he's going to be the head of uh, going for QB sneaks on second and third down. So that's also what I heard. But uh, and he's going to be drawing up those QB sneaks, uh, you know, just to get you out to, you know, some good reasonable areas and maybe some uh, headphone. Maybe he'll become a headphone tech as well. Is there going to be any timeouts that he'll tell Belichick to call with like four minutes left in the second quarter when they don't even have the ball or when they do have the ball? Let's take a timeout right there, Bill. Right there. Right right there on the field, Bill. Right there. Right, right there. Exactly. Oh. Well, all jokes aside, wish him well. Let's see how yeah. he does in New England. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> I wonder if he moves back to his old home after that, because honestly, you haven't been gone for that long. I wonder if someone got I think it. he sold his house though, didn't Did he? he? I don't know. That that's always like tough to me, thinking in like the real world scenarios of the NFL being a coach, being a player. That guy has children who went from New England schooling, you know, or wherever they live to then New Jersey where they were living and, you know, getting school, making new friends. Now they're going to go back. So, I mean, great that they get to see their old friends and whatever, but it's like changing left and right. I know that's with a lot of jobs, but that just comes into mind for me uh, when thinking about that. We have this report from NFL reporter Aaron Wilson, who just tweeted out a couple minutes ago as we're recording here uh, Tuesday night. He said that Giants defensive staff under new defensive coordinator Don Wink Martindale expected uh, expected to include Rob Ryan and Brian Cox per league sources. And then Drew Wilkins, former Ravens outside linebackers coach, is also under consideration for Giants staff. So just like when we brought in Joe Shane and then Brian Dable, as the uh, the Giants offensive or head coach, excuse me, former Bills offensive coordinator, he has kind of brought along his guys with him. Seems like Martindale might do so on the defensive side of things, as there are still some spots to fill, and we'll get into that a little bit later in this Giants coaching staff. We also have a, a Giants coach uh, going from one to another. The longtime coach Tom Quinn isn't expected to return as part of Brian Dable's staff. That was per sources from Zach Rosenblatt. Quinn has been as part of the staff since 2006. It's been a long time. He was actually the special teams coordinator or special teams coach from uh, 2007 to 2017. In that time period, as we know, uh, Giants won two Super Bowl titles. So he's been with this team for a long, long time. I believe he also stepped in as the special teams coordinator when Thomas McGahee, um, I believe when Thomas McGay, he had cancer uh, in 2018, I want to say. So there was that uh, as well. But he'll be, you know, he'll be missed as the uh, Giants coach. He's been there for a long, long time. So uh, big news actually coming out. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was, I, I would say it was surprising news, but we know that the Giants kind of want to clean house here. So get new guys. Yeah. Bring in some new people, freshen up the room, get some new snacks. That kind of thing. Switch from Pepsi to Coke. All that, you know? 
had to make it. I couldn't help myself. Cannot get over that freaking joke. All right, Alex. All right. So the Giants are also interviewing Adam Henry. This just came out a few minutes ago uh, for their wide receivers coach. Today, they did that. Uh, Sources say this is per Mike Garofolo. Henry was with the Giants in 2016-17, then spent two seasons each with the Browns and Cowboys. Sounds likely to return to East Rutherford on Brian Dable's coaching staff. Browns, Cowboys, the Browns, you know, haven't had the greatest wide receiving success. The Cowboys have, clearly. Um, So we'll see how he does. And uh, it sounds like this is likely to happen here with Adam Henry returning to the New York Giants. And Tyke Tolbert, the former uh, Giants wide receivers coach, was the you know wide receivers coach just until this offseason where he took a job with the Bears, uh, and he's going to be the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. So we got a little bit of an upgrade. I don't know if he was all... I think he was the passing game coordinator because I think we talked about that either last episode or two episodes ago, uh, and we clarified that. So now with all of those guys set in place in this Giants coaching staff under Joe Shane and under Brian Dable as head coach, the spots look like this. Offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney, no running backs coach uh, yet. Offensive line uh, coach Bobby Thompson or Bobby Johnson, excuse me, Bobby Thompson, the uh, (laughs) NFL reporter that I'm thinking of. You know, his name is on my mind. I'm scrolling in my Twitter feed. He's all over the place. Uh, Tight ends coach Andy Bish, Bischoff, I assume. Uh, Bischoff. I, yeah, I, I'm going. Bischoff. Sure, I'm going with Bischoff. it. Bischoff. Didn't have to do it three times. Okay, on to the wide receivers coach. Alex just talked about an interview that happened uh, today, so that has not been, you know, had, that has not been confirmed uh, yet for a guy. Defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale. No D-line coach, no linebacker coach. Secondary coach, uh, Jerome Henderson. Special teams coordinator, it's still going to be Thomas McGahee. No assistant special teams coordinator. And then director of coaching operations, a new role uh, was taken by Laura Young. And now we have the news. Let's get into it. Don Wink Martindale uh, is coming in as a Giants defensive coordinator, as the former uh, defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, going to the Raiders. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can go to, but off the bat, I would say this was the highly qualified guy for the job. It seemed like just like Brian Dable, I think you mentioned this in your video, Alex, just like Brian Dable, he was the first interview and it seemed like the top guy that the Giants really wanted since the beginning, even since Graham was still the defensive coordinator and he was rumored to go to the Vikings for their head coaching position. People are talking about DC candidates, uh, and Martin, and Martindale seemed to be, on everyone's top list. He has a lot of experience, uh, you know, as a coach, especially with linebackers. And we have a few guys uh, in there, you know, including Blake Martinez. There's young guys like Tay Crowder and Quincy Roche. He might be able to help out. There's also some linebackers in this draft class that I'm sure we'll get into it whenever we do our linebackers overview that, um, you know, could very well be drafted by this New York Giants team. Might want to be developed under Martindale. Um, so that's a good thing there. The guy likes to blitz. Anyway, long story short, I'm happy we brought him in, uh, and I'm excited to see what he can do with this defense. So Baltimore's defense last season ranked 25 uh, out of 32. Uh, for the first time, the Ravens actually finished outside of the top 10 in Martindale's four seasons as DC there. Um, they did suffer a ton of injuries. Marlon Humphrey went down. Uh, Peters went down. So a lot of people who are important, especially in that secondary uh, went down, hence lowering the blitz rate, uh, which I'll go through now. In 2021, they blitzed at 31.1% of the time, still sixth highest in the NFL. 
um, but lower than their previous years where they were all first. 2020, uh, 44.1, 2019, 54.4, uh, and 2018, 39.6. You know, last season wasn't, it was kind of a fluke, right? Martindale, his defenses in 2018, they were ranked number one in the league, 2019, number four in the league, and in uh, 2020, number seven in the league. And he obviously is a Super Bowl champion as well with the Ravens when he was the linebackers coach. I think he is certainly an aggressive DC. He's still going to be playing the three, four. So that's not going to be changing. I mentioned that in the video that I recorded with the instant reaction. I kind of mentioned there, it doesn't really matter whether you're playing three, four, four, three in this today's modern NFL, because of how defenses are so fluid. They're shifting constantly. They're so versatile. It doesn't really matter too much. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much it for the blitzing. I, I do want to do one more stat of uh, the explosive pass play rate. Cause the giants have certainly been, uh, at fault for quite a few explosive pass plays. In 2021, they were 31st with 11%, uh, but obviously we talked about how that was an off year. 2020, they were 1st with 6%. 2019, they were 11th with 8%. And in 2018, they were 9th with 7%. So certainly all good things for uh, Martindale, and I'm excited to see what he can do. But get ready, Giants fans, for a lot of blitzes, a lot of cover zero, and uh, a lot of getting after the quarterback. And you look to last season, uh, the, the final season with Patrick Graham as the Giants defensive coordinator. They were a good defense in 2020, helped the Giants actually win games. In 2021, it wasn't like that. Uh, the Giants defense were not as good. And I think let's go through the reasons of why that is, Alex. And kind of it puts Martindale in a situation here. And I, I want to first start out when I say situation. Well, if you remember going into the 2021 season, the Giants, they made an absolute showing in free agency, bringing in a few key, uh, or, or not key because they didn't stay lo- around long or they weren't that good. But they brought it, they, first of all, they re-signed Leonard Williams, right, to a big deal. $63 million, I think. I know you like to bring it up a lot, so I would feel like you would know the price. Three years, 63, yeah. Yeah, and then you had uh, Adoree Jackson, the cornerback from Tennessee, brought him in on a three-year, $39 million deal. They also, uh, you know, made some, I guess, under the wire, under the, um, I guess under the wire, I don't know. Under the radar. Under the radar. There it is. Thank you. That's why you're my co-host. Afadi Odenigbo, if if you didn't remember that, and Ryan Anderson, they brought those two guys in. Yeah, you don't remember them because they were gone in a flash. In a snap of a finger, they were here and then gone. Those are guys we were actually excited to bring in. Didn't really work. Blake Martinez, our leading tackler for the Giants in the 2020 season, he got injured. Yes, Mr. Irrelevant, Tate Crowder stepped up big time. We saw how good he was. He was, I think, the tackle leader this year for the Giants. Ellerson Smith, didn't see him enough. I feel like he was injured throughout the season or he just wasn't playing. You have uh, Quincy Roche, who the Giants have... Like, you know, there, there's no edge. There's no edge pressure for this team. No matter what so far, they can't get that right. And that's why that's a big deal going into this draft. The edge class is so deep. Can the Giants capitalize on that and bring in uh, some key guys? And then you also have, um, here, I'm trying to just look to see what else. Oh, yeah, like older guys like Reggie Raglan, Danny Shelton. You know, those guys did not succeed like young players who you think would blossom uh, in Patrick Graham's defensive scheme. James Bradbury, Pro Bowler last or two years ago, 2020, not as good of a season this past year. Just a few different marks that I wanted to talk about uh, that, you know, coming in, Martindale has to kind of deal with. The cap situation, that's not his 
you know, that that's not up to him. That's up to Brian Dable and Joe Shane. They'll have to deal with that. But just a few things coming into uh, coming into this role as defensive coordinator that happened last season that I'll hopefully try and fix. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it seems like a long time ago, but in 2020, when Joe Judge was hired, he was actually one of the interviewees for the head coaching job um, back in, in 2020. So certainly someone who, you know, has fallen from grace a bit because of one bad season. Some are saying because it was contract uh, contract issues. Some are saying because it wasn't good enough in 2021. We won't really know, um, but that's pretty much it for Martindale. And certainly excited to see uh, who he brings in. We mentioned some of the people he could, who he has, uh, and who he may bring in in the future. So excited to see the staff form uh, as we continue to get through the offseason. The Giants have actually made a few signings, Josh. The return of Davis Webb. I'll let you get into all of it, but the return no, of no, Davis no. Webb. You, you... Oh, you want me to go? Giants have signed QB Davis Webb. Running back Antonio Williams from the Bills and punter Jamie Gillen so far under new GM Joe Shane. All three players were last on the Buffalo Bills. Could Davis Webb once again become the Giants' backup QB? Uh, if you do remember, he was the third round pick in 2017. He flashed potential in 2017 and 18 preseasons, but was ultimately cut in favor of Kyle Walletta, another throwback name, before the 2018 season. Webb was then signed to the Jets practice squad after being waived by the Giants and was promoted to their active roster later that year. The Bills signed Webb to their practice squad in 2019. He spent the past three seasons as a backup for Josh Allen and obviously this past season as the third string for Josh Allen. Webb's practice squad contract with the Bills expired in January with the end of the Bills 2021 season. So could he be the backup for the Giants? I think he'll be a third string guy. Uh, if he makes a team or a practice squad guy. That's my answer. You need to bring someone in that's a better backup than Davis Webb. Before I go to my answer, I I went through the Giants IR from the last season, and there were a few guys that I kind of missed that I wanted to go through just to finish out this statement about the Giants defense and how injuries, not just Blake Martinez, didn't help the defense. Let's just say that. Rodarius Williams, if you remember him, uh, the NFL draft pick from the 2021 NFL draft, I want to say, he got, he was placed on IR in, in, you know, uh, mid-October. Martinez was at the end of September. You have Jabril Peppers. I completely forgot about him. Uh, you know, he got placed on the IR at the end of uh, October. Carter Coughlin was on the IR. Darnay Holmes was on the IR. Nate Ebner, who mostly contributed on special teams, but he was used as a backup, um, you know, on this defense. Um, him as well. Ellerson Smith, yeah, he dealt with injuries all season. So just a few guys that, again, could have contributed more. They were on the injured list or the injury report uh, for most, if not all, of the season. Davis Webb, the guy who I always use in my Madden rebuilds. Uh, when I had e- Eli Manning, I either cut or traded him uh, towards the end of his career when his overall was low and built Davis Webb to an 85 overall strong QB. This guy always balled out in the in the preseason, and it was funny to watch every single week. Uh, funny and and enjoyable to watch every single week in in preseason. Uh, he had some really good games here and there. I'm happy to bring him back. Um, you know, this is kind of a fun one for me uh, to talk about. And but but to give a short answer and a quick one, Alex, as I want to move along here, I would say that Webb is yeah number two guy, maybe a backup. Although I would like again the Giants to get another better backup because 
We s- Davis Webb cannot be the backup. He is just not good enough. Oh my God, that was strong. I'm not saying that he will be. I'm just saying we've made this mistake before bringing in Mike yeah. Glennon and look what happened last year. Awful, awful. Ugh. Disgusting. You need Mitch Trubisky. Who's the other guy? Tyrod Taylor level backup. Marcus Mariota, someone on that scale. You cannot bring in Davis Webb. That You can bring him in, just not as your backup. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a good backup. If anything, it's Mariota to me. Maybe Trubisky. Trubisky, he was on the, uh, the, the, he was the backup for the Bills, right? So that's why he's kind of rumored to go to the Giants in free agency. I, I think Teddy would be a nice backup. I don't I, think I was, he would uh, be a backup. I think he wants to be a bridge quarterback. I think I agree. I think he's too good to be Daniel Jones's backup. I also too agree. much you have to pay for him too, especially when the Giants yeah. have like the twenty seventh worst cap in the NFL. So I don't know why we want yeah. to pay a guy a lot of money when we have Daniel Jones here. All right, uh, let, let's move on to the other guy, the Giants on. This is what I'm happy about. Not saying he's going to be the punter for this team, but the Giants have actually signed a punter. They care about the position, even though Joe Judge is gone. Yeah, he also sucks. By the way, just letting you know. Thanks. He sucks. The, the punter. <laughs> Yeah, he he has an average of forty four point nine yards per punt. More yards than than Dixon by point two, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they so the Giants also signed punter uh, Jamie Gillen to a reserve future contract, which also reserve future contracts. They, I mean, they basically mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. The players don't get paid that much money, and it doesn't determine whether they'll be on like a roster or not. Obviously, going into the offseason, what is it, 90 men, right? It's a 90-man roster that like the, the team has to cut it down to yeah. by, by training camp. So I think right now, the, the roster is pretty open. They can sign whoever they want, really. And reserve future just means that they'll be on the team until training camp. And then it goes from there. But his nickname, pretty cool nickname. I mean, come on. doesn't get better than this. The Scottish Hammer. Gillen punted in 44 games for the Cleveland Browns over the past three seasons. He finished last season on the Bills practice squad. Again, another guy we brought him from the Bills. This could be, I don't think it has anything to do with the, maybe it does. This could be an indication that the Giants are serious about moving on from Riley Dixon. I don't think so. Uh, like Alex said, he already gave his thoughts on the guy. So I guess I could just leave it to him to finish out his thoughts, close them out. I, I think we are serious about moving on from Riley Dixon. You look at our cap situation, there's no choice but to move on from Riley Dixon. Um, I think we will probably end up with drafting a punter like in the sixth round or an undrafted punter or something like that, or signing another free agent, because Jamie Gillen, he's no longer on the Browns for a reason. He's not that great. Um, but that that's just my take on it. But yes, the Giants are moving on from Riley Dixon, 99.8%. Yeah, uh, they, they are. They I mean, they hopefully are moving on from Riley Dixon. Well, hopefully um, a guy who is being brought in to assist in the cap situation, you know, along with Joe Shane, is the new assistant GM of the New York Giants, Brandon Brown. I'm excited that they brought in another younger mind. Um, you know, he's he's only been with NFL teams since 2012. I believe he started as an intern with the New York Jets, moved his way up the ranks, spent a little bit of time with the Colts, and we're bringing him in uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. As Alex said, he texted me as a joke uh, when, you know, I sent him that we signed him. He said, yeah, we're bringing in a Eagle spy who'll give us all the ins and outs on the on the team. Uh, no, no, no. The Eagles are spying on us. They're sending him in to spy oh, on the Giants. Oh, I that's what you were I mean. Flipping it. Okay. That's what I mean. No, but all jokes aside, I think he's very qualified. I'm excited to have him here. So everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Kevin Abrams, he's gone." Or I guess they were just happy that he's not the assistant GM anymore. But he still is with the team. He's not the assistant GM anymore. When when there was talks about Joe Shane and Kevin Abrams, I think it was Shane was saying. Oh, I really like him. 
I, I like Abrams. I like him staying to help with the team. And then Abrams is saying, I'll step down if you need me to. Blah, blah, blah. He's staying, okay? Uh, anyway, Abrams st- is staying in the organization as the most made-up name out of all of these New York Giants staff What are you members, talking about? It's so official. What are you talking about? Yeah, the official name of the Senior Vice President of Football Operations and Strategy. Yeah, strategy is in the job title. That's in the strategy. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of telling us that, yeah, we're grasping onto this guy for dear life, keeping him in the organization. <laughs> I mean, they want- bro, he's, a, he's a cap genius, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> they want to keep him around. Bro, keep him around. And they also uh, made a front office move, the New York Giants saying, announcing on Monday that Mark, oh boy, Mark, I'm not. Conks. Sure. The co-director of player personnel during the Dave Gettleman era as GM is not. Era, but it was an error to be fair to have Dave Gettleman (laughs) as GM. Uh, Yeah. During the Dave Gettleman era as GM is not being retained uh, by the New York Giants. So just a few different moves there. But again. Brown, I think it's another guy to add, another guy that Shane's adding himself, and he'll help with uh, whatever Shane needs, I guess, as the assistant GM. Alex, are you happy about it? Yes, I am happy. I'm not, like, jumping out of my chair, but I am satisfied. <laughs> Is, does that an- answer uh, satisfy you? That that does satisfy me. Uh, you know what will be a little bit unsatisfying for you is talking about these two players. We now head into Super Bowl talk as Sunday, 630 Rams, Bengals, who's going to win it all? We got our NFL picks. But first, there's guys on each side that are playing for their respective teams in the Rams and the Bengals. Two of them hated by a lot of Giants fans. Those are, I think you can guess it, Odell Beckham from the Los Angeles Rams and Eli Apple, the trolling king on Twitter of the Cincinnati Bengals, as he said he would hook up uh, McCole Hardman and Tyree Kill to Super Bowl tickets, just link them or whatever. He, oh my God, just send me the whatever. I'll I'll link you up with tickets. Okay, buddy. He got burnt most of that. I mean, he somewhat locked down Tyree Kill. But anyway, I I can't do this, Eli Apple. I can't even talk about the guy. But anyway, Alex, are we rooting for Odell Beckham Jr. or Eli Apple in the Super Bowl? I want to go first because I love you getting mad at me about this. I really hope Odell Beckham uh, does what he needs to do. Uh, and gets and gets a good amount of yards in this game. I hope he gets a touchdown, and I'm rooting for Odell Beckham in this Super Bowl. My pick doesn't reflect that, but I'm rooting for the player uh, in Odell Beckham Jr. I always liked him ever since he was with the Giants. Um, you know, my favorite player growing up. So, got to stick with him uh, in the Super Bowl. Good for Odell to make it this far. And Eli Apple, he can go, I don't know, waste another person's first-round pick. <laughs> I don't like either of them. I don't like hate. Well, I don't hate either of them. I, I don't hate a strong word. I don't hate anyone really. Well, that's not true. But I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really. I can't go fast. That. What are we going to do? An Alex top 10 hate list? Top 10 people <laughs> he hates next giant take podcast? Is that what I don't like the idea of hating people. I dislike OBJ and Eli Apple. Give me one person right now that you hate. Like, that's related to the Giants. I hate. Is there anyone related to the Giants that you hate? That related to the Giants? No. Okay, well, like... There's people I dislike, but there's not people I hate. Fine. 
in terms of this, Eli Apple, I dislike more. So I guess if I have to root for one, it's OBJ. And Josh is smirking his ass off right now over there because he knows that I'm not really the biggest OBJ fan. I will say this. I'm ready to make an an admission of a lifetime. You ready for this? OBJ has matured. He is a more mature football player. And I think he is now deserving of being respected. So because of that, I'm going to say OBJ. Okay. Just looking back at the pick, Alex, I still cannot believe Eli Apple was selected 10th overall by the New York Giants in the 2016 draft. Absolutely atrocious. Whether he's the number one receiver in Cincinnati or not, and he did well in the playoffs, doesn't disregard his absolute poor performances game after game, year after year with the New York Giants. And that's why we had to move on from him. I guess have fun in the Super Bowl, Eli. I don't know. I can't even like, ugh. he's not winning. Don't worry. Oh, all right. Then that takes <laughs> us right into our Super Bowl picks two weeks ago. I, I am s- <laughs> no, I, am, I, I don't can care. Can I make a statement? Can Fine. I make a statement? I, well, let me I just, let me so... just go. Let me go over yeah, the picks you go. You week. go. Fine. You go. I don't know how you're going to edit that part, Alex, because we are talking over each other nonstop here. Uh, two weeks ago in the conference championship game, you went one and one. I went two and oh, because I selected who day Cincinnati Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl. And oh yeah, Super Bowl picks. I'll go first. Rams, Bengals, who's going to win? Who day? Who day? Cincinnati Bengals. Now you can make your statement, Alex. This is what I'm going to say. At Sunday, at 10 o'clock, you won't be hearing any more who day. You won't be hearing any more Joe Shiesty. You won't be hearing any more Joe Burr. You won't be hearing any more Jamar Chase Gritty. You will not be, You know why? Because Joe Burrow might be in the hospital on Sunday night because that Rams defensive line against that Bengals offensive line. Yeah, you know, I know people have been mentioning, yeah, but he survived the Chiefs. You know, he survived the tight. Those offense, it's not the same thing, man. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller against Quinton Spain and Jonah Williams and company. It's just not going to be good. I think you're going to see a very similar thing to what happened last year with Pat Mahomes. Okay. Pat Mahomes could not get protected. And I think it's going to be the same thing, if not possibly worse, because Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback. To be fair, the Chiefs defense did not play well in that Super Bowl. I think the Bengals defense is on a high right now. I will give them that. But I do not think Joe... I think Joe Burrow, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in this league, but I don't think he's top five like some people are making him out to be. And I don't think against Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's been around for a long time. He has a lot of weapons as well. And uh, I I just see the Rams winning this. I'll tell you. Handedly. Handedly. I'll tell you right now, Matt Stafford doesn't have the even close amount of swag as Joe Burr. Joe Joe Burrow. Uh, Let me finish. By the way, I also think you said at Sunday. I believe it's on Sunday. On Sunday at 10 p.m. I believe you said at Sunday at 10 p.m. I mean, I could be wrong, but that was just the beginning of your argument. Um, I like to say this, Alex. Let's run the ball. Run the freaking football, man. That's how we win football games. Tell me. Okay, they can't get, you know, this D-line is going to crush Joe Burrow. We got an amazing running back. Yeah, I said it. This past season, he's been amazing. Joe Mixon, he was on your fantasy team. You know it how many points he put up per week. Alex, 
Tell me. He didn't he didn't play Aaron Donald every week, did he? Tell me. Who's the Rams running back? Cam Akers. Yeah. Backed up by Sony Michelle. Yeah. I think both of those guys are solid runners. And you don't need a top end running back in this na- in the National Football League to win football games. That's been shown year after year. Last year, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, neither of those guys are top end running backs. Didn't you say on the phone the other day when we were talking that the Bengals have one of, if not the best wide receiving cores in the NFL? I agree. But yeah. so do the Rams. I know. that's It's going to be a great game. We're going to be watching it together, hopefully, as long as everything goes well. Right? We don't need any COVID cases or anything. Uh, so hopefully we'll be watching it together. I'm sure our reactions will be all over Twitter and social media. But let's just say this. There's going to be a fun rivalry happening on Sunday night, and I'm excited for it. Josh and this has turned into a Bengals fan is basically what has happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even start with that, Alex. <laughs> All right. Let, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Dude, do score predictions. I want to hear what's your score prediction. Oh, come on. Don't put me on the spot like this. I think that um, – I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be one of those. But I feel like Super Bowls are always low-scoring unless well, you talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you talk about last year. I'll go high-scoring. I think it's going to be, well, predicting correctly here, a Bengals victory, a 34. Um, I'm going to go 34-27 win for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it comes down to one touchdown. I'm going to look real stupid. I don't even care. I think I think the Rams are going to destroy them. I think it's going to be 35-10. I think the Rams are going to beat them up. That's how I mm-hmm. feel just looking at the matchup. That's how I'm sure I'm going to be wrong because I've been wrong this whole process, but I'm telling you, everything in my body is telling me the Rams are going to destroy them. You just you just want to get me down for me and my Bengals. Don't you don't you, want it to happen. <laughs> you and your Bengals. <laughs> you're like you're like a Bengal <laughs> on YouTube who everyone thinks is a Bengal fan, right? Uh, or Bengals fan, <laughs> even though he's a Giants fan. Oh God, the Bengal Take Podcast. <laughs> After the Super Bowl, we're the Bengal Take Podcast, guys. <sighs> well, we'll have to wait and see, Alex. But um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun game, and I'm excited for it. And yeah, I am too. I am too, for sure. So with that, again, a lot of draft content coming soon. Uh, running back video, we have that all set up coming soon. Kyle Hamilton video coming soon. Bunch of stuff. Go to the Giant Take Podcast YouTube channel. You can check that out there. Search Giant Take on YouTube. Subscribe and uh, check all that stuff out there. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you want to listen. I just found this out. Spotify, you can rate us five stars now on there. Super cool. They have a rating process. So go rate us five stars on there. Apple Podcast, same thing, five stars and write a positive review. Shippenstudios.com slash a giant take on there. You can find out everywhere that you can listen to this podcast as well as watch. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the giant take pod on Instagram and Facebook at the giant or at the Giant Take Podcast. Yep, I was saying it right the first time. <laughs> and then you can follow Alex on Twitter at anorian 23 I'm on Twitter at JoshSolo29. With that, Alex, take it away. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast, and we'll see everyone next time for another episode.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.